am I going to do? I've watched it so many times and I keep having the same feeling. I think... I think I kind of like Spider-Man 3. But I feel like no one in the world feels the way I do. I just wish I had someone to talk to. What, what, what was that? Is someone there? Remember that part where there's that cool Sandman fight in the subway? So underrated. How about that time Peter dances down the street in his new black suit? So misunderstood! What about when Harry and Peter team up to fight Venom and save Mary Jane? So good. I kinda like Spider-Man 3. I want to talk about it too, Scott. That's why I've been looking for you. Looking? For, for me? Oh yeah. I know all about you. You do? Like what? Like the fact that we've recorded 245 podcasts covering every minute of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, so if we stop now, it just doesn't seem right to me. Wait, that you, Zach? Look, I want to talk about Spider-Man 3. You want to talk about Spider-Man 3. Together, its bad reputation doesn't stand a chance. Interested? Yeah. But where can people find us? Oh, my spider sense is tingling, if you know what I mean. And it's telling me that they should look for Spider-Man Minute Season 3 on DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts this summer. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 107, which begins with the Good Luck Sanford banner falling down behind the Village of the Year judges and ends with Frank and Skinner's police car sailing over the model village. We've got Jason Hammonds back. Yeah. Welcome back. Oh, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm I'm so I'm so glad to be back. Good luck, Sanford. Sounds like uh, like it could be like a really British like sitcom. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Good luck, Sanford. And tonight at night <laughs> on the Bob Dylan <laughs> Good luck, Sanford. Yeah, maybe 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 he did sitcoms <laughs> eventually. I do it I do like that. Like, I, I like having this minute start on that same continued shot with that banner just sort of like it's, hopelessly it's falling. Fun. It's fun. And honestly, fun. I it, this movie is so filled with love, like love of movies, you mm. know, and love of like these kinds of tropes and stuff. But then I don't know. So it makes sense that like they literally put in like their moms and like their favorite teacher. It's such like a yeah. big hearted movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like Kevin Smith does stuff like this and he gets like dragged on I guess it's all about your delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anyway, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to open up that can of black and worms. <laughs> hey, Kevin Smith made like two good movies. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, man. Clerks and Chasing oh, Amy. Dogma? Dogma. Do- but see, even Dogma. You know what? Four movies. Four Do- good movies. Dogma would be his best movie if it wasn't for 
the if it wasn't for Jay and Silent Bob and the Rubber Poop Monster, that movie would be his best movie easily. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob and the Rubber Poop Monster. Uh, that's a band name. <laughs> that should be its own. That should be its own movie. Maybe. A movie that I I I could just choose to never watch, and <laughs> like then I shots. could enjoy Dogma. As a result, I like I like Dogma, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and Clerks. I think I think those are all pretty good movies. They're not. So about like eight, twelve seconds into the movie, maybe ten seconds. I mean, into the minute, uh, Simon Peck, Nicholas Frost is fucking Ichabod, Ichabod craning the car. Yeah, yeah, no, he is <laughs> just he, slapping it. He was just. I mean, we missed the bit in the last minute where he goes punch that shit. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, is, we wow, we sure did. Yeah. Which is so good. Very good. Uh, mm-hmm. And now here he is. He's just like, go, 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 go. Um, and, and what's great about it is he's like enraged that the car can't go faster. <laughs> uh, like kind of frustrated. But then meanwhile, like Danny is just like happy as a pig and shit. Like he just, <laughs> he is just like this. He is on cloud nine. He's yeah. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm going so to kill happy. my dad. Yeah. No, it, like, and I, I, the thing that is really impressive about this minute is the visual clarity in this car chase like it is mm-hmm. just a very 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 well directed car chase which mm-hmm. which would you know obviously go and well on to, edited and very very well edited yeah um mm-hmm. but, but like it, it's almost a way where like you can watch this and sort of see like oh this guy knows he can direct a car chase like yeah. this guy knows he can do baby driver yeah um, yeah it's so it meat is, and potatoes that it's easy to overlook yeah how well yeah man like chases. so many other movies just cannot you know, visually show a car chase to save their life. I mean, the first like four Fast and Furious movies couldn't freaking nail it. Like it took until they brought in Justin Lin a second time uh, before it was like, oh, okay, finally we've got like, we've got this kind of nailed down. Uh, But yeah, this dude in a freaking comedy movie for what was it? $12 million this budget or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Is accomplishing way more than the Fast and Furious guys are doing with like eighty million or hundred yeah. million, whatever they had at the time. True. Um, yeah. But yeah, and speaking, and speaking of the editing, one thing mm-hmm. I, I wish I brought this up in the last minute because I think it showed off better. But uh, even in this one, like the the Edgar Wright insert shot mm-hmm. uh, is something like I cannot imagine how many inserts are shot on every movie that he films. It's got to be five times more than any other movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're so well utilized mm-hmm. um, whenever they're thrown in. Like the the amount of like quick inserts that are thrown in in the middle of this, this action scene just to either add, you know, like uh, tension or energy or suspense or just like serve as kind of a transition, like... They're they're so well utilized that that it just I don't know they, like it's such a compelling minute to watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You really you really see why he does get asked to do such a interesting like commercial and music video work because yeah. he is mm-hmm. able to convey like mood and setting mm-hmm. very quickly and very like concisely yeah. and like create worlds very quickly. Like even like that Beck video feels like a, a little world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very curious how many how many inserts that they shoot or how many ideas he has for inserts that never end up making their way into the movie? I don't think a lot because his movies are planned out to within an inch of their life because mm. all of the all of the stuff that they like try mm-hmm. happens in rehearsals because he does he rehearses all of his movies mm-hmm. so that actually like shooting it is almost like putting on a play like they've already figured out mm. exactly the moves nothing mm. is surprising anymore they're just doing sure. exactly what they need when they need it I, yeah and, and but i feel like that might be different with inserts because typically inserts it's like 
you know, we've got this action scene and we and we know the beats of our action scene. It's just the tiny little things to show really quick in the middle of that action scene. I, I like I, I don't know. I, I almost feel like there might be some experimentation that happens there where they try subbing one thing for another, or even just like shots, like slightly different shots or Maybe. something like that. Like, like I'm sure in like the dialogue scenes and, and I mean, any scenes that have actors and stuff in them. Yeah. Like that's his process is very. Maybe. But the, but the other part of that, the other piece of that is that he uses music so much in his stuff that like mm-hmm. he already has those things planned out because mm-hmm. he knows where in the music he wants the beat where mm-hmm. this insert shot is going to go mm-hmm. because the insert shot is timed to the music. Sure. You know, because even like the punch that shit was like done with the yeah. insert shots, you know. But do you but do you think the 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 music of that and the insert of that like do you, do you think that that is all 100 percent in the game planned like going into the shoot for all of that? Or do you think that a lot of that is, is sort of honed in in the edit? I mean, it's possible. Cause like, I feel like a lot of that would be hard to realize, like to fully understand that you're going to do that. I think you are underestimating how much of a perfectionist that could be. Is. Um, I think he is one of those directors. Mm. It's just that his movies are so fun mm-hmm. that people dismiss the fact that he's he's oh. basically like a Stanley Kubrick, like at that level of sure. perfectionism. But even but even Stanley Kubrick, like a lot of his perfectionism would still come in in the edit. You know, like where he would see something and 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 realize what he wanted to do and mm-hmm. then and then edit like the, the old discoveries the and like uh, like that reshoot of uh, of Nicholas attacking the, the the villagers outside the gate. Yeah, that exactly, is true. exactly. That is true. Yeah, because um, I think that's the thing is there's just some things you. You don't quite realize until you see it mm-hmm. edit, cut together mm-hmm. and that's when obviously the reshoots will come in and a lot of times like like insert reshoots are, are not uncommon in a lot of movies like where they'll just be like oh we could really use an insert of that like stick shift mm-hmm. you know or really use an insert insert of like the moving wheel or like the mm-hmm. braking or whatever um or even the seatbelt clicking you know whatever it is obviously like a lot of those more major ones that play into the beat of it um are are different but yeah i i just i I, i'm very curious the kinds of things that are left on the cutting room floor when it comes to the minutiae of these movies Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i mean i i guess you just have to be in there like it i think it also probably depends on the movie um i think that scott program probably has little to nothing other Mm. than like complete sequences that they cut out um i think baby driver probably has nothing agreed yeah Um, because that that's a movie where it had to be it had to be he had to figure all of that out ahead of time yeah um whereas like maybe it's like could be a little looser yeah the cornetto movies with these movies i could see it being like okay we've got this score and here's like these kind of you know interesting Mm -hmm. beats with this score let's try and play something to that Mm -hmm. you know where Mm -hmm. they get the score back and then try and edit closer to it right right Um, um, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. Know. And Edgar Wright's also one of those directors that, like, despite not like despite really liking all of his movies, I have not done the copious amounts of like sort of deep diving and researching into him as a creative that I have with a lot of other people. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I've heard a lot of the stories and I've seen some of the big stuff. You know, the major things, but I haven't like gone down the like hours and hours of podcast listening and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That. Um, a lot of other people. I'm sure you have. I know you have. <laughs> I know who you are, Scott. I know the kind of monster that, that you are. Um, but so it, it's it's very interesting just thinking about that stuff with with how thorough and perfectionist he is. Like mm-hmm. the types of things that would end up being, you know, or even sometimes things that he planned just a totally different way, and then realized when watching them that he might have come up with a new way to do it that you know was more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. But yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Um. Those moments of discovery. Yeah. There's just something so like 
you know, like the words pure cinema are thrown around, but there is something very like home movie making some stuff in your backyard in your hometown with your friend. It's literally like two cop cars. The bad guys are like shooting at each other with the good guys, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. You could definitely like, there's a, there's a very low budget version of this type of scene that has been shot in fields by 16 yeah, year old yes. kids multiple times, you know, by like, Edgar Wright. Exactly. Sure, yes. kids. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then they're like watching it in their viewfinders or whatever, yeah. or like plugged <laughs> yeah. into their TVs and they're like, Oh, we did it. Or like, why doesn't it look like real yeah. movies? We also, it's a car chase. Um, I mean, for someone, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Utah. As oh. far as as far as like what Ooh, the car. what the layout of like roads and things like that are mm. in route in, in Utah, but I just know that like watching them drive down these like narrow country roads and stuff at like full speed. To, I know I know one trick that they're pulling, which is they're not actually driving that fast. It yeah. just feels and looks like you're driving a million miles an hour on yeah. narrow roads going like forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it just it it feels because you're feels so claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you're going way faster than you mm-hmm. actually are, um, which is why uh, when people are too comfortable on country roads and they're driving like 70, mm-hmm. it is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, you de- I definitely get a lot of feels of that mm-hmm. with this sequence of them driving down these narrow roads at high speeds. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, this is, uh, this is making Scary. me feel queasy in that same way that driving down country roads yeah. uh, with, with people are. It, it can be like a little queasy feeling. No, I can I can certainly relate to, to to some of that. I mean, I'm sure like I'm sure the the roads and the the scenery in Utah is very similar to like Texas, and Nick could probably be familiar with a lot of that. But like, there is a lot of like sort of like blank open space, but at the same time, like you know, there's if you go off the road, like you're you're not gonna have a good time in your car. You yeah, know, yeah. It's it's landscape that is made for for dudes, their big old lifted mm-hmm. Chevrolet mm-hmm. Silverados. And then uh, we uh, we get the return of the Swan. Uh, yeah, but we're not there yet. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I did want to bring up the fact that uh, while they're shooting at each other outside the windows, uh, at one point we get a shot of Danny driving and shooting with one hand. And <laughs> as he's shooting, he's saying out loud, blam, 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 <laughs> which is just my favorite thing. Uh, That's I, like <laughs> I love Danny so much. He's just having such a such a fucking ball doing this adding uh, adding even more to the like you know boys in the backyard making home movies yes it's it's like an in-character version of that story you hear about chris pratt on guardians of the galaxy where like they had to get him to stop going pew 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 like as he was right. shooting his blasters or whatever or, except, uh, laura dern in last jedi yeah there you go there's literally a shot of her in the movies saying pew pew if you watch her <laughs> lips it's the best that's so good I but I do love that 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 is just Nick Frost's character. That's 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 just that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just like yeah, and it's adds to the energy of watching mm-hmm. this in a theater. You know, or just watching with like a group of people. It, oh yeah, like yeah. at a party, it's so infectious. Of like ah, like the characters <laughs> of the movie are so happy to be in the movie right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. I I also really just enjoy seeing Timothy Dalton in firefights, you know, any time that he gets the chance to do that outside of a James Bond film. I really enjoy, especially with a mustache. Yes. Mm. It's really good. And Jim Broadbent gives some great baby driver faces. Oh, yeah. I I love that. uh, That's like push in on the swan puppet's (laughs) face. (laughs) I just it's it's uh, the most National Lampoon moment of the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. It feels like uh, it's like the swan is like the gopher from uh, from uh, Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. It is a very like ah, or like the raccoon and elf. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, I just I love yeah. I love it. Uh, a deep a deep desire that this film instills in me, uh, especially watching this scene, is that I just really want to see like a hardcore action movie starring Jim Broadbent. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna. I was literally. I was thinking a couple seconds ago. There was a big missed opportunity of not having Jim Broadbent in any of the like five Bourne movies they made. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Mm. Rafael Spall was in a Bourne movie. He was. Mm. He was. He was. He was pretty good too. Rafael Spall. He's hard one. He's such an underrated actor for me. I'm not going to like dig into it too hard, but like his role in the big short is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I love it when I he, see that guy. He's a great actor who came from very humble beginnings. Like when you see yeah. his role in Shaun of the Dead and you look how far he's come from that, it's just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. nuts. You had told that kid that he was going to be the villain in a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. I know. He's, he's so freaking good, man. Yeah. He was in that Scott, one. The villain of the Jurassic World movies are the human desire for profitability. <laughs> <laughs> and also B.D. Wong. And B.D. Wong. Well, cor- <laughs> you told me to desire, make special not, dinosaurs. Not so much human desire, corporate desire. There you go. Corporate desire, yeah. Human corporate desire. Human, the desire of human corporations. The corporate. Cor- corporations are humans. Uh, the car humans flying are over the, the town is a pretty iconic shot. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. It's it's obviously inspired by like uh, like Star Wars and Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's definitely the vibe that I get from it. But man, I I love the expression on this on this kid's face, this ginger kid's face, <laughs> of just like what? <laughs> like his mind is blown. Why'd you have to bring up the fact that he's ginger, Scott? Because is that because how you see us? Because he's referred to as the ginger nut later. Oh. I yeah. love that he's holding a little. He's like actively like, oh, this is the map. I finally did it. I went out to Sanford's <laughs> Model Village. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! That's <laughs> the very. I would be into like forty. I don't know. Like if like I, I want Edgar Wright to make a Hugo. I think I might have said that mm. on the podcast before, but I'd be mm-hmm. very interested to see what like. A family film. I don't know that you've ever referenced specifically Hugo, but you have said family film before. I think the last time you said it, you said you wanted to see a Spy Kids. (laughs) So I'm getting better. I'm getting... (laughs) Hey. I'm, I'm I'm upping my expectations every time. I, I unabashedly love Spy Kids, but yeah, if he if he does a uh-huh, Hugo, yeah. I hope he just does it with someone who's not a, a literal piece of cardboard as his lead. No. Uh, or what is what is it? What is Asa it? Butterfield. Asa, that's right. Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. I was going to call, right call him Ava Butterman. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ava Butterman. <laughs> Ava Hello, it's Butterman. me, Ava Butterman, here to be Ender's Game. There once was a man named Ava <laughs> Butterman. Ava Butterman could have been uh, Danny's like sister. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, uh, all right. Well, I think I think that's about all we got yeah. for this one, right? I, I really like the way that this minute ends on this sort of Dukes of Hazard shot here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I uh, as as a youth, uh, I did watch a good amount of Dukes of Hazard, basically just because I loved cars. Sure. And so I was super down with that. And then as I got older, I was like, "Ooh, I don't want to watch this show very much. Like once did I you, understood uh, what the Confederate flag was and like Roscoe P. Coltrane, the, yeah. the more boss hoggy elements of uh, of that show. I was like, mm, 
maybe maybe this ain't my show. But did you watch uh, the Sean William Scott Johnny Knoxville movie? I did watch that, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, who does? But it is interesting. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, end of statement. <laughs> that's, that's end of it. line. <laughs> it's, I. It was weird. I. I. I, I had. I, I remember having a time uh, when I watched it. I remember like at least enjoying the experience of watching it, but not necessarily ever For really sure. enjoying Who the movie. Who was Boss Hogg in that? Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was Boss Hogg in that. Ugh. Jessica Simpson was there, like being a pair of legs or something. Daisy Duke, right? Yeah, yeah, she's Daisy mm-hmm. Duke. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, weird, that, weird, ta- weird, 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 weird go-to for that for Daisy Duke. Jessica. Oh, five was a weird year, man. Yeah, yeah that's dude, true. Remember when Jessica Simpson was like a thing? Yeah, they tried to make her an actress. That didn't that didn't last very long. Yeah, well, I think a key component of of uh, acting is just being able to recognize when something's poultry or seafood. I think that's that's the qualifier that most actors have to. <laughs> have to meet is that it yeah i don't think that's true that's they usually bring that up in the auditions i think i don't think that's true that honestly that movie has such a stacked cast though like i'm looking at dukes of hazard right now yeah listen to who's in this fucking movie linda carter Uh willie nelson Uh david koechner Uh burt reynolds Uh david leach was in this freaking movie director of john wick david leach oh probably a stunt guy yeah uh well no he was actually he had a role uh like an acting role in that movie um michael weston was in this movie like it is Jessica Simpson, Johnny Knoxville, Sean William Scott, of course, but it's just, it's like weird. Like, how did all of these people decide they're going to sign up for this J. Chandrayskar? That's a, that's the, uh, the lonely, the, the, uh, lizard beer fest guy. That's true. I guess he was hot. I would love Mm -hmm. to see them remake Dukes of Hazzard where the boys are played by black guys. Yeehaw culture? Yeah, like you kidding me? We're like we're like we're Boss Hogg Road in the teaser trailer. Which one? Let's do it. No, I'm I'm for this all the way. Oh, you are. Okay, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Little Nas X doing like a single for it, doing like the end credit song. Yeah, yeah, and they like they like use like they they have like the car, but it's like ironic because they stole it from Boss Hog or something, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And they're just like flaunting it by like driving it all crazy around town. He's like, "You're gonna mess up my car." I mean, I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think there could be some some very like some very interesting plot points brought up from that. Yeah. Well, this episode <laughs> is uh, is done. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, check out duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. If you're going to use Amazon, uh, mm. we get a little little piece of the pie there. Mm, if you they like uh, that pie. If you do something uh, something like that, duelinggenre.com mm. slash Amazon. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with Minute 108 for The Greater Good. The Greater Good. The Greater Good.